This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to part two. Hey, I'm going to put it out there, Paul. Possibly uh, one of the funniest episodes we've had. In have, you seen, have you seen Paul do stand-up? I've seen snippets of Paul do. I've never seen Paul live. You should go and see Paul live. Yeah. What's well, it like? He's on tour at the moment. Are you on? Are you on? Are you on pool? Are you? Are you? Are you on tour at the moment? I'm on pool. Yeah. I'm on pool at the moment. Um. When does this go out? Whenever you like. Oh, we're li- we're live now. We're live now. Let me, let me ask PR. When does this go out? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm so yeah. So <laughs> well, you got dates. It'll be before the end of so the year. So from October to December in 2021, mm-hmm. I did about fifty thousand people. Not did I. Performed to fifty thousand people. Yeah, did you really? That's a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> to, to to listeners, you can't see Paul. Just Paul did that <laughs> nod where he he nodded and half shut his eyes <laughs> and looked down and then looked back up at me and did a very smug smile. And yep, well, people it. don't realize this because I'm not a household name. Yeah, but I do play big rooms. Yeah, well, you did. Uh, the other you, thing is, you, people won't realize you've got a big family. I got a yeah, fifty thousand people in my family. Yeah. But you did you did ten thousand people at Wembley? Yeah, did ten thousand at That's Wembley. That's huge. Yeah, that was on the last tour actually. That wasn't even this tour. Fuck. So I did about a hundred thousand on the last tour, and then there's extra dates that have been added from March till June in twenty twenty two. Another fifty thousand tickets just went on sale. What's the demographic? Very white, <laughs> middle class. <laughs> Chelsea types. Yeah, you, that's oh, why let's I said go and watch you, you, should, you, would, you would love it. I know. Yeah. I, I think Bull's hilarious. I would like it. Uh, I think I've heard him on the Jamie Lang podcast. <laughs> it should be lovely, intriguing. We love some diversity. Uh, but Bull, I would say you're definitely a household name. Really? Well, I would. I would. Which household? 
Whose household? <laughs> I could get cancelled again. <laughs> In my household. In, within the Chowdhury household. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 didn't even, I didn't even know I was a household name. Really, well, I didn't. Well, I would say. I, I think so, yeah. I would definitely say so. As in, like, if you talk of comedians, I would, you're, you know, without knowing you personally too well, I'd know who you are. Well, I'm in the top 10 by certain, yeah, top 10 selling acts in the UK. That's but mad. That's not necessarily translating to TV appearances. I don't do, like, hey, everybody. Because I want to be like Ant and Deck. Is that the dream? Not the one that drinks and drives. I want to <laughs> yeah. be like the other one. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you want to be a Tesla driving? I want to be. Partland. I want to be those guys. You know what I mean? I want to be like. I would love to see you host like a. I'm a celebrity. So yeah. if you were going to host, I'm a celebrity. What would it be like? I would be. You know, I'll take it to the next level. Okay, go, go. So welcome to. All right, Mia. One of the trials would be trying to get out of Paul's house. Yeah. <laughs> well, I put cockroaches on them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's the, who's the biggest selling uh, UK comedian? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Probably Mike. like Peter Kay or Mickey Flanagan or someone. Is that? Oh, Mike, yeah, oh, Mike. Who's that? That was Mickey Flanagan. Was that Mickey Flanagan? <laughs> did you start? I'm going. You <laughs> must, did you start around the same time Flanagan started? Around the same time, Flanagan, Kevin. Well, Kevin Bridges was afterwards. John Bishop. Around that time, we used to do the clubs together. McIntyre. Wow, so so Jimmy Carr, big ones, Russell Brand, yeah, we were all doing the. Clubs so can I to ask you like, So how can I ask how old you were when you started gigging? I started at about twenty four, almost twenty five. It's quite late actually. Yeah, that, but Flanagan was thirty odd, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was a bit older. He's about seventy now. Yeah. Okay, but why? Why? What, also, because this isn't this is what we like to call a, a conversational podcast. So I ask you questions. Um, why? Why did you start doing the comedy? I just always was intrigued with stand-up comedy as an art form. Really? Yeah, the immediacy. Because I think a lot of comics have that thing when they're at school and it's, you say something funny and everyone laughs, you get that real hit from it. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, Tom. No, no, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> so. But, but I, I, know, I know exactly what you mean, but it, but it takes a huge amount of... Um, like Tra trauma trauma, to actually trauma. Do it. but no but it takes a huge amount of um confidence to walk up on stage for the first time without having you know the only reason i ever did it is because i was on tv and i thought people people would at least know who i am so you get that soft you get that tissue right you get that mm. sort of cushion to do it but to be someone who is nobody knows and walk up on stage and say right i'm gonna make you laugh that's intense yeah and with tv let's say you go up and they've seen you on tv they'll give you a, the first minute also, you'll just get a bit more leeway off the top. Yeah. But then they're like, you're just another guy in a room that needs to tell us jokes. What, so, year, what year did you start? In? It was mid-98 was the first gig. So it was wow. kind of mid-late mid, late 98. France yeah. winning the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Big, it was, yeah. Uh, different time then, mate. Who was the best? Of all the people you started, you were on the circuit with, who was the best on the circuit before they were famous? On the best on the circuit? I mean, there was there was a massive circuit then. England had a huge comedy scene in the clubs. Oh, that is big. Yeah, if you have McIntyre, Brand, Carr. But they, but they weren't, you know, so back in 1998, 99, Jimmy Carr, and we, none of us were really doing weekends at the clubs yet. We were still kind of smaller comics back then. Mm. And Russell Brand oh. never really broke into the clubs. He kind of bypassed that. And then he is did. it right that he used to, Russell Brand used to like, um, cut up animals on stage and like no, he used to like release wasps into the room and stuff oh, lying. It's, it's all no is that well, not the true first time, 
we did a you know so you think you're funny competition yeah uh, what's, so, that, what's that one it was one of these new act competitions uh, and then the year I think that year I did one with Jimmy Carr and um, yeah that time the Russell Brand was doing elephant man impressions so he'd walk up on stage <laughs> I'm a human being <laughs> I'm a human that was his act he didn't really have an act at that time and Jimmy Carr he'd play guitar on stage did he what yeah, it was a different time. <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah, it's true. I, saw, I, I don't believe Jimmy Carr. <laughs> I'm a human being. <laughs> All right, Russell. I said, I mean, look at me. I'm a human. And he'd have this kind of cloak across him. And, yeah. and then he'd get kicked. I remember he got thrown. Go, what, Paul, we here, mate. And see Everyone him, sounds the same. That's Russell. <laughs> what, Paul? That's all right, Russell. What you been up to? Just a cut bit of drugs, mate. Got a smash last night. <laughs> Remember he was in my audience in Edinburgh and there were these two girls there and he picked up these two girls from my audience. Yeah. What are you doing? I just picked up these two girls from your audience, mate. From um, your audience? Well, I think it was that late in one of the late, late in life. Yeah, it wasn't mine. There, was, um, there's an amazing um, camaraderie between comedians, which you, you don't really get anywhere. It, it's 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 a, it, I think you probably get it honestly. I think you probably get it in fighting, in like boxing mm. or like UFC, yeah. where you just have immediate kind of. I think there's a competitiveness, right, which you get in like sports and things like that. Like that's why I compare it to fighting. But there's an immediate kind of respect towards one another as well, in a sense. Yeah, we're the same species. Yeah, the same species, yeah. right? So, so you, you, and you have a sort of brotherhood mm. where you, you, you all know each other, exactly. and you would always help each other out. And yes, competitive, and you probably dislike people's humor and stuff for like that. But mm. um, that you don't really get that anywhere else, apart from I think like literally fighting, like boxing or UFC. Mm. Yeah, definitely. There's Fires. a weird thing. I don't know if if you find this like when you go to a party or something, and and there'll be loads of people there, and there'll be one comedian there, and I, I will just like spend the whole party like s stood in the corner with whoever. Even if I've like never met them before, if there's another comedian there, you'll just immediately go and talk to them. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. We can relate to each other. We're from the same. We have that. There's a weird psyche that brings you to stand up, and not many people. I don't know how you do that. You must be so nerve-wracking. <laughs> but we do, we understand. That's your impression of Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah. And me. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loses. But then people want to hang around comics. There's a, story, there's a big critic that has a website. Yeah. Um, Who's the, the critic? Well, we can, let's not name the critic. Uh, <laughs> and you wouldn't know the critic anyway. No. But uh, he yeah. loves to criticise comics and slag them off, but then hang around the comics mm. and talk to them at parties. And there was an incident in Edinburgh... Roshan Conaty, comedy friend, you know. I love Roshan. He's yeah. a great comic. Yeah. And he just stood there like a, a bad fart. And and she was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you hanging around us? I just thought I'd have a drink with you all. I thought, just leave us alone. Yeah. Because yeah. we get it. Yeah. You And you're coming here criticising us and then you want to be our friend as well. Yeah, yeah. That's actually funny because that, that, that happens with um, a journalist. Well, he's a, yeah. yeah, but journalists in terms of like when they write about um, sort of mainstream media, like reality shows and things like that, they write really mean stuff, but then yeah. we'll hang around yeah. and have drinks with you afterwards. Yeah. And you're like, I don't really get this. Yeah. The difference between comedians is comedians will say that you're a wanker. Yeah. Well, people like me will go, oh, <laughs> can I buy you a drink? <laughs> like you wouldn't do anything, which is true. But like, it's, but it's why is that though? That that but But comedians are... And comedians have become more recently like the sort of modern day rock stars. Mm. Like yeah. being a comedian yeah, is now, cool. Now being they, a comedian is cool. Now they drive around in white 911s <laughs> <laughs> with cinemas in the house. But it has. But it is. It's. It's this. It's like comedians. 
comedians were always quite big, but like comedians, it's like quite cool to be a comedian. And maybe brands started that, but in America, it's quite cool to be a comedian. It's sexy almost. I don't think it is here as much though. Maybe in America it is, yeah. It's like sexy. I think it's more comedian. in America, I think. Like I'm friends with Dave Chappelle, for instance, Here we right? Go. Here we go. Him and uh, you, Pat Dempsey, and and Dave Chappelle hang out sometimes. <laughs> sometimes when I'm at dinner with Pat and, and Dave, <laughs> and we're just sitting there talking about life. <laughs> Sorry, that combination yeah. is yeah. so funny. If I walk into a restaurant and see you three doing that, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> so I've been to parties with Dave in New yeah. York and in London, and I was at his last show in London, and we talk a lot about. I'm actually doing his podcast soon. I asked him to do my podcast. He wouldn't do it. He said no. Well, my podcast. Yeah. Because I have a podcast. <laughs> and uh, he said he wouldn't do it. He, he, he doesn't do any other podcasts or podcasts. Yeah. Really? That's funny because we've got him coming on here next week. He's coming on here next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's coming here. Yeah. But I'm going to, when I go to He said no to you, Pat, did he? He's come, he said yes to us. Oh, I'm going to call Pat and tell him about this and slag him off. <laughs> you, um, you and Pat are going to slag, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, Chappelle, he, yeah. He's like kind of beyond cancel culture, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, you can't, yeah, true. And certain comics and certain entertainers are beyond cancel culture, yeah. depending on the cancellation. Of, uh, yeah, but but isn't there that argument which? And God, I'm just not. To be honest, I'm just not smart enough to even argue this situation. But you know, Gervais says it well that that comedy is um, to to be offended by comedy is a, a, a it's it's not like a generalized thing, right? You, you could you, to be offended by it, you shouldn't be offended by it because what that you're trying to do as a comic and correct me if I'm wrong here is you're you're not making a joke about the individual, the situation. You're joking about the situation that you can't, you shouldn't be talking about that. That's the joke, not the joke about the mm, subject. Like a taboo subject. Yeah, does that make sense? Or you can explain it better, Paul. Yeah, well, everyone's offended by things that affect them. So I've had this, and even on this tour, and I've spoken about something on stage, and people have been offended. But when it's, it's like you can, if you're going to, be offensive or people can construe as being offensive about one thing it's got to be across the board otherwise mm. you are being offensive because mm. then you're discriminating towards one type of thing when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Wait, can you explain that again one more time? Sorry. I, 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 I didn't get it either. But. <laughs> <Nor did> I. <laughs> it's like we just read instructions. It, sound, like, it sounded good. It sounded amazing. What I'm saying is offence is, uh, yeah, we don't know the level of, someone's offence is another person's political correctness. Yeah. So who, who dictates what is offensive anymore? Yes. Mm, yeah. Because... Everything's offensive. Uh, yeah. Now him talking about saying I had a black 911 and I don't like black 911s, I mm. was very offended by that. Mm. But I didn't make myself be, I was going to write to him afterwards and say I'm really offended that you <laughs> insinuated a black, and I actually had a white 911. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But so as comedians for you two, do you then become concerned about what you can and can't talk about? Does it does, does it make you does it does it limit your I comedy? Think, I, th I think you've probably reached the like you were saying with Chappelle, where he's kind of uncancellable. I think you're in that category as well because you have such you have such a loyal live audience. Like well, yeah. like you say, you do, you know it doesn't you're not on TV all the time, but when you go on tour, you sell like thousands and thousands of tickets. So that that's more important than you know that those people are always going to come back and see you whenever you whatever you've done. They're going to come back. Yeah, but who cancels you, though? See, with TV, mm. you can get cancelled from a platform, yeah. from a TV show, potentially, if you've misbehaved or mm -hmm. something that they didn't construe as politically correct. But with live stand-up, the audiences dictate whether you're funny or not. Yeah. And when you've built up that following for over 20 years and yeah. you have a loyal fan base that know that you're going to get a new show per tour and they invest their evening and their time and money into you, mm. it's very different to um, being cancelled within mainstream forums. Yeah. Unless the theatres then stop booking you, because there are some comics of recent times who have been stopped getting bookings because they're using derogatory and sexist and homophobic. See, these are things that there's... A, yeah, but there's that's different that, though, right? If you're using terminology like that, that's not making that's not making a joke about saying you're just using terminology, which is... Well, they're, they're saying it's within the context of a joke, but... can. It's pretty obvious when they're joking and when it's hate speech and you just see, you know, I used to watch stand-up and I used to see Bernard Mannings and Roy Chubby Browns refer to people in the audience which were the minority in the audience as the N-word or the P-word or something. Mm. And you're like, well, where's the joke in this? I wouldn't be welcome at these places. Mm, yeah. So for me to then go up there and talk on stage and try and flip that and I'm almost a spokesperson for my audience and that's what a comic is wow that is so i i listened to a, a conversation between who's um who's the south african comic who now does the sh a late show in in america trevor noah trevor yeah no. i heard him be challenged in interviews and explaining what comedy is because yeah. he talks about being black and these different things and the i got uh, him his first ever show in london did you really mm, so i know trevor i've known since he started stand up he's smart dude he's a smart Good guy yeah. yeah he seems like a great guy yeah he, but he yeah. but he talks about that kind of thing. I mean, for, for you, did you experience when you first started doing stand-up, Did you experience racism? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, that's I mean, mad. And what about people in, in audience members? Did you have that as well, where audience members didn't like your comedy that much? Not really. I mean, performing in clubs, it was it was ninety nine to one hundred percent white. The audience as yeah. well. Yeah, back in the and now there's a lot more diversity on sure, TV. Sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, there's boxes to be ticked and there's quotas to be reached within TV mm -hmm. and entertainment. Whereas back then, you know, I was doing shows with Jimmy Cars and Rus Russell Brand. And then when it came to TV bookings, all of a sudden, the door was just shut in your face. It's like, well, well, and even agents wouldn't touch you. Mm -hmm. But that must, that must make you slightly bitter as well at times. I mean, that's why I am the way I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a product of my environment. But it would do, it would, but then, but that's the good, but that's the 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 great thing about 
audiences is that they, the I, I kind of feel like the only thing audiences care about is if it's funny or not exactly yeah yeah they do they're, and t- t- they're t- not t- they're not bothered by what you look like where you come from if it's funny it's funny if yeah. it's not it's not and they forget that yeah so when you're making them laugh they're like obviously at the beginning they're like oh this uh, is a bit different to the yeah. other and you're the only non-white act on the bill at the time a lot of the time in the early 2000s but I've had racist abuse being thrown at me I've had fights attacks of all kinds of stuff are you serious everything you can name it what it's the happened. are you so you've had people attack you and I've they... had people trying to attack me try and fight me try and grab mm. the mic off the stage yeah but uh you know yeah. it was a different time I, but that I, is I, just I did mad. It. I, i've since apologized for you that see, behavior i mean if it was tom i wouldn't be worried to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do when that happens because i don't i i don't i don't take you as a an aggressive guy or a confrontational yeah, person like but you know i'm not a ufc fighter <laughs> no, it's a weird not. thing i was doing a gig the other day having a I... fight when you're doing when you're doing a gig I it's like the last thing that no you but it's a it's a, it, it's a weird it's a it's a weirdly like aggressive environment some comedy clubs particularly mm. because um, you had this the other night with um <laughs> well no i was female I, <laughs> I, I was thinking this the other night because I, I was doing this this comedy club and i thought there was an undercurrent of like aggression in the room and that there was a feeling of like, if the show's going fine now, but if it starts to not go fine and they think it's shit, this, this could get violent. Mm. And, and there is a the, the comedy when you stand up on stage and, and you're basically saying, I think I'm funny. The fact that I'm even doing this, it's a big thing to say. And then if, if, if you're not funny, it, there's definitely like people get angry. Especially men, they're intimidated by men that think they're funnier than them because it's kind of you're holding court yeah because you're, you're you're it's almost a jab at and you can hit yeah. back right so like, you know if tom lucy walked up on stage and is he's, he's, hey, i moved my bird mate he thinks he's funnier than me <laughs> yeah but not <laughs> russell brown in the audience <laughs> <laughs> that's russell brown's dad that is <laughs> oh my name my, my son's russell brand <laughs> just, that's how his dad it's talks. just different it's octaves good. that's literally it's what it is just... my, my son's russell brand i want to take you on tour he said that to me once i'm going to take you on tour one day that's my son russell brand he wants to take me on tour <laughs> did he say that yeah i'm going to tour a load of comics so i know but he doesn't really have much there was a his parents were divorced lovely amazing do you mom. ever with the people who you started out with like mcintyre jimmy carr bishop do you do you ever um do, are you still close with those people or when you get famous do people like go yeah, off and kind into of their because when you're doing clubs you're on the bills with these people mm. and, and then you, i guess you don't see them anymore yeah, then you're you? doing tours and yeah. you're on your own yeah or if you've got a support act and then you yeah. don't really see even you know you open for whitehall yeah um but that's the only comic you'll see yeah why hasn't he opened for for, for you for whitehall no tom question this is it's a good question, good question. <laughs> yeah why that why yeah. is that invite never maybe we yeah. should make it happen That's now i'm gonna question. get i'm gonna get him on yeah it's a good question i'll get him yeah let's question. talk after the show and then, and then well, yeah, let's just talk, actually, let's no, just that, talk now. that's, a, com- that's if, a complete lie if you're okay with it oh, can i stay at yours afterwards uh, well actually he has opened for me <laughs> yeah we haven't so i was wondering the, the answer to that question yeah. and i have it because you have opened for yeah. me in the past at leicester square Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, do you remember that? <laughs> so he has opened for this me. This is a great story. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, this oh, this is, is so funny. <laughs> I completely forgot about I was this. Kind of, I was thinking, no, I'm sure he's open for me. <laughs> okay, um, so I was doing this work in progress and I was getting the tour show ready. <laughs> oh, you got to hear this story. Oh, oh my God. Oh, so I was, I was doing live in it. So I'd done Wembley and everything. And then I took six months out to do Devil season one. Yeah. And I came back and I had to redo the show. 
because I had the Amazon Prime special that mm-hmm. was going to be released around the world. So I had to get the show ready again. It's around the world. It was a global special. <laughs> global. It was the first ever Prime release. It's global. Pat Dempsey's in This it. is before Sasha Barracone and Eddie Murphy had their deals with yeah. Amazon Prime. This is like the late 70s. This was the, uh, the, early, the, yeah. the early 1900s. <laughs> this is when dial-up was around. And uh, I said, Tom, you know, uh, you want to fancy coming down the show? You know, he, he was getting ready for Edinburgh. Yeah, I'd love to do that, mate. <laughs> I'd love to have to... Uh, you got... You must, have, you must have loads of stuff you need to try out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do my stuff for Edinburgh. I've got Edinburgh next week and I need to get everything worked in. So just, yeah, you're going to be great because you can run in your show and then I'll run in my show. And uh, it was live in it and I had a projector. So I had mm. all these slides and stuff yeah. on an iPad, which was on... It was all carefully set up on stage. So I had all my set on stage, <laughs> which... The cardinal sin is if there's the guitarist or as a pianist or something, you just don't touch their stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. tell me, oh, I'll go out there, I'll do my stuff. He walks out there. <laughs> all right, where are you from? This is f- and then they all start heckling him because <laughs> they want to say, do, do hey, so you're, you're a builder, oh, you're a dentist, hey? Literally for 19, and then he started pushing my iPad. <laughs> And, and revealing all the pictures before he even got... That's not exactly what happened. Oh, sorry about that. And, and then pushing him back. And then it went to another bit. So revealing the next joke. So he's literally ruining my next show. Oh, what's going on here? I don't know what's going on. He's leaning on the iPad. He's pushing the iPad. And then no, he... I, tell you, I, did, I tell you what happened. I was doing the stand-up. And yeah. then there, there was a little stool with Paul's iPad on it. And I a went lectern. a lectern, and I and I <laughs> and I lent and I went and I I lent on the stool, and it accidentally started the slideshow. You lent on the lectern, so the, he pushed lectern. the iPad. So then the the le- the, the the screen starts doing Paul's show behind me, and then I and tried, everyone's laughing. You think I everyone's am laughing killing it. it, and I tried to stop it, but and I there's only one button, and the button just went to the next slide. Yeah. So me trying to stop it, it was just flicking through and, Paul's and, show. And one of the jokes was I got r- mistaken for a terrorist on Crime Watch, right? And it was in the Daily Mirror. And he's pushing up these slides of me next to a terrorist. And then the next slide was a picture of Jungle Book. So he just looked like a massive racist who was showing Jungle Book pictures on stage at my show. I'm what are you doing, mate? I was like, what are you doing? And he comes off, oh, yeah, sorry about that. I said, did you do any jokes? Yeah, I did one. I said, what are you talking to the crowd for and playing with my iPad? I forgot about that, but it's so funny. They literally ruined the entire show. I go out, yeah. and then I'm doing my slide. They've already seen it. They've already seen it in the first half. They've already seen it. They've seen half of my show. Oh, my God. So they've got the punchlines, but no build-ups. <laughs> the show was dead. And then he says, what? Can I do the rest of the tour? Yeah, of course you can do the rest of the tour. Why don't you just do my tour? I'll give you the notes. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Paul. It's so a, just because of that note, we, we've um, run out of time. Oh, we run out of time. I yeah. thought we were getting warmed up. Nah, we've been going about an hour. Really? Yeah. This is not that's like what, the... Uh, that's what the, happens. This is not like Joe Rogan where they talk for five hours. Yeah. Uh, DHT and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Jiu-Jitsu. Elk, Jiu-Jitsu mate. and Naked... <laughs> Naked real choke. <laughs> he just talks about elk meat all the time. I know, and how he hunts. And if he doesn't know anything to say, he literally goes, do you like uh, mushrooms? Yeah. <laughs> he literally just gets into that every <laughs> single time. Hey, Paul, no, listen, honestly, a real pleasure, buddy. I know we've been trying to get you on for ages. Um, you And uh, a, a huge fan, and also a huge fan, and massive respect. And um, and if we can go and get your tickets, 
Where can we get them from? Well, Tom will sort it out. <laughs> um, I'll sort you out. Or just paulcherry.com. There you go. So I would buy from the official venues, though. Oh, okay. Because the links go to the actual venues. Yeah. So I don't make it. Whereas sometimes people come to my shows yeah. and the tickets are reasonably priced, you know, 25, 35 yeah. pounds, whatever they are. So, right, that's mm -hmm. pretty good. But then they get bought from ticket outing sites uh. like via GoGo. So I'm talking to the audience, and in the front, they've paid £500 a ticket. No. They were yeah. going for £700 each. Wow. What? Because what they do is they, when they know shows sell out. 700 quid for a ticket. Per ticket. What? It was on, yeah, it was, it was somebody tweeted, you think you're funny. You're not £719 funny, mate. Because they, they think I'm charging £700 yeah. a ticket. I'm not. These yeah. are ticket outing sites. Seven hundred. I, I want to appeal to degenerates like Tom Lucy and Alcoholics. Yeah, on a, that's from, on a side note, I am selling tickets to Paul Chowdhury's tour. Um, they're, they're reasonably priced. Um, For 700 quid. Yeah. And he's going to give you the punchlines before. And I, I will I will send you the slideshow. <laughs> He'll send you the screenshots. <laughs> hey, Paul. Uh, dude, uh, and you have your own podcast. I've got my own. It's called Podcast. Podcast. Pud. P-U-D. Podcast. Yeah. Podcast. Podcast. Can check that out. Well, honestly, buddy, it's very you. funny your podcast. Oh, you like it? It's very funny. I've got to get you guys on it. Then. Make, yeah. Please bring us on. It's, We'd love that. It's a, it's a much. It's a very deep and philosophical podcast there about life changing experiences. Yeah, it's very deep. Uh, I know some of your yeah. crew have listened to it, yeah. and there it, we go. it brings people to tears. Felipe yeah. over there, mm. look, he's nodding his head. Felipe yeah. is a big yeah. fan. Big fan of the podcast. podcast. You've said it to me before. I can <laughs> in the even the Al Murray episode. We've got superstars oh, on it. Look at that, Al Murray. Oh, we've had everyone on it. Dave Chappelle. Oh, no. Dave yeah, Chappelle. Potentially, the last Marvin Harrison just did it. There he we was go. a gangster who got shot in the face and lost his eye. And his bollock got uh, shot off. And, and I you're, to, you're going to talk to some of the South African samurai people as I'm well. I'm going to talk to one-eyed women. Well, one-armed women. <laughs> <laughs> That's the arm falling down. Oh, pick it up. Pick it up. Oh, thanks so much. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.